Hey, it's Bailey Parker from 107.3 Virgin Radio, and I am so excited to talk to my guest this week about the latest episode of Canada's Drag Race, Canada versus the World. This queen was originally on season one of Drag Race Down Under and in Canada versus the World is representing New Zealand. It's Anita Wiglet. Kiana, Anita. Kiana. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, how you going? How have you been feeling about episode three coming out? Oh God, well, I didn't know what happened, so I was so nervous to watch. <laughs> no, um, it was, you know, um, everything, everything has to come to an end. And, and uh, after a bit of a disappointing run on this season, it was, uh, I feel like the right decision was made. And so I was kind of just looking forward to, to watching it and, and sort of ticking it off on my life story. Okay, so no bad feelings between you and Silky at all? Oh, I hate it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, um, honestly, like, um, I, I totally agree with Silky's decision. I, I thought that um, on the show, I, I kind of bought my own brand of drag, which the judges weren't really enjoying. And, and I, I kind of couldn't figure out what the judges wanted on this season. And uh, and so so it kind of just made sense. I thought that, like, look, I've tried it's not really working for me. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean that I'm a bad drag queen or a bad person. It just means that uh, the judges are looking for something different on this season. So I was like, "Yep, yeah, super happy to be going home. Screw you all." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Anita, you bring up the judging. So on your season of Down Under, you were judged by RuPaul and Michelle Visage. What was the biggest difference that you noticed from their judging style versus what you got from Brad, Tracy and Brooklyn? That's a good question. So um, RuPaul and Michelle, uh, who, who adore them to, to pieces. And obviously they've been doing sort of a lot of drag race franchises in America and the UK and down under. And so I kind of felt like I knew what they were after. I know that Rue uh, and Michelle, they sort of appreciate like a camp queen and something a bit funny and someone a bit quirky and a bit different. So I, I felt when I was judging judged by them that I, I would often agree with their things. That if I was in the bottom, there's like, yeah, you know, I, I really felt like I deserved to be in the bottom. And then with um, Brooklyn, Tracy and Brad, all amazing people as well, uh, and such um, great judges, uh, they just have just a different sort of set of expectations. And I think that they kind of are more of the the American and the Canadian sort of school of drag, which is more like um, uh, your pageant queens and you're uh, doing your your death drops and your jump splits and things, which uh, unfortunately with my flexibility is just not part of my thing. So <laughs> I kind of struggled because every time that, if I was judging the competition, I, I thought, I was like, oh, uh, for example, the episode I just went home in with uh, Isis and Raja, I looked at their outfits and I thought, gosh, well, it's obvious they're the top two. They they look phenomenal and everything. And then they were marked just safe. And I thought, wow, I just have no idea what the judges want. So uh, no matter what I tried, I, I just couldn't sort of uh, win them over. And I, and I don't think, I don't think Brooklyn really likes camp queens. So, <laughs> so I'm like, well, it was ruined from the start. <laughs> well, you did your best and you represented New Zealand. So you mentioned that uh, New Zealand drag is a little bit more on the campy side. Can you share a little bit more about how else you would describe the New Zealand drag scene? Well, I think it would definitely campy, but also looking at me, uh, extremely sexually attractive as well. <laughs> And maybe very delusional. I think that in, in New Zealand, we we kind of have a, a, my sort of day to day job here is um, hosting events, at cabaret, and sort of corporate events, and and doing spot show, comedy shows, and really sort of being an entertainer and 
entertaining mostly a straight audience really who who might not have seen a drag queen before so that's kind of our our scene over here as well as our gay clubs where we do sort of our 1am club spots to to a drunk audience so um, we're quite like dragon in in down under it's sort of very celebrated but also still quite um a lot of people would never have seen a drag queen, whereas I feel sort of in um, in Canada and, and America and places, it's much more sort of uh, the shows are quite different. You can do um, a, a touring stage show of of, um, of of America, for example, and have it sort of sell out, whereas in New Zealand, it's quite uh, people quite aren't used to it. So we're kind of like we're building up the culture here. Okay, that's interesting. So I had some questions for you about kind of New Zealand and Australia. So something that I noticed in episode one with your uh, lyrics in Bonjour High was you made Aussie references in it. Whereas I thought like the Aussies and the New Zealanders like don't get along. (laughs) So did you get cancelled by New Zealand by saying (laughs) Aussie, Aussie, Aussie? (laughs) Luckily I didn't. But um, because I I decided to include that because I was representing down under, so Australia and New Zealand. So I thought, I was like, oh, those poor Australians. They've had uh, for season one and season two of down under, they've had two New Zealand winners. And now the person representing them as a New Zealander, they're like, well, we've got to give them something, those poor things. I mean, they have to live in Australia. It's bad enough. (laughs) (laughs) so let's get back to canada so you get into the workroom you get to meet all the canadian queens and get to see our drag so what was your impression of the canadian queens and their drag oh i love canadian queens so much i actually lived in vancouver for two years uh when i was studying I did. And I met Kendall Gender there because we worked together in Topshop. Kendall was a, a personal shopper and I was worked in lady shoe department. No way. <laughs> um, wow. Just, I did a, quite a lot of drag in, in Canada. And, and that's how I kind of really developed my own uh, persona. And so when I came to Canada, actually, I was uh, sort of uh, uh, bought my sort of own brand of the of the campness and and I really realized that Canada was full of um, amazing queens who had their own sort of thing of being very much like fashion queens who would be like they were like in the girl group challenge you could see them they were like a girl group they were beautiful and hitting all the choreography and like it was like oh god Beyonce's here um, so it was very like a very polished and fierce I think fierce is the word I'm looking for so meeting the Canadians was just so awesome and, and getting to see that that fierceness uh, live was incredible. I would also love to know about your impression of meeting our prime minister what did you think of Justin Trudeau? Oh yeah he wasn't bad was he? He was <laughs> very nice he was just such a nice guy and I know politically um, a lot of sort of the feedback after the episode has been like all over the place. Some people are amazed to see a prime minister on a on a drag show, and then other people are like, oh, pushing political agendas. But I think for me, in my personal opinion, he was such a lovely person. And to have that support from somebody in such a powerful position on, on a drag show, it's just it just shows that the world is becoming a much better place. And and I think it was amazing. And I I just absolutely loved him. Uh, what do you think about having more political leaders on Drag Race? Do you think there's any chance that Jacinda will stop by a future yeah. season of Down Under? I reckon, I reckon Jacinda Ardern, our Prime Minister in New Zealand, would be perfect. She's also a lovely person. Uh, and just uh, and just regardless of political views, she's just a, a genuinely nice person who's very accepting. And, and I think it would show a really good statement. And, and New Zealand, I always think New Zealand and Canada are very... Um, kindred countries were very similar we always we try and be polite and we always enjoy the outdoors and uh, uh and so i, I think it'll be a bringing our, our connection of countries further 
Speaking of connections in Canada, you and Rita got very close during filming of the show. <laughs> Are you two still close? Are there any future plans for you to do some tours in Quebec, maybe? Yes, I I adore Rita. And I think that the reason why is she's just so funny, my gosh. And and just such a lovely, warm person and, and somebody just to feel so comfortable with and, and non-threatening and, and so enjoyable. And I think we kind of we're on the same wave of our of our humor. So I we we do stay in touch. We message each other every so often. I'm actually gonna be seeing Rita in December, I hope, in Montreal. Um and I I I would love a, a Rita and Anita Toll. I think it's got a ring to it, and I think we would have a lot of fun together oh absolutely you guys definitely have a similar kind of vibe with your campy sort of drag so that would be so fun to see for sure and i think we, we both kind of come from the the background of you know when you're young and your parents tell you like oh stop being so silly and like grow up and and kind of reader and i i feel like we we've sort of really delved into that and we've um we just love being silly and, and being immature and childish and having fun. And and I think that that's what people enjoy secretly as well. So let's talk about the elimination. So unfortunately, you were never in a position to eliminate anybody. But I'd be curious to know what your strategy <laughs> would have been if you would have been in that position where you could choose to send someone home. Had you thought about what you were going to do if you had to do it? Yeah, you know, um, no, I haven't, to be honest. I thought I was just going to take it case by case, really. And it would have been really hard because um, I did develop some really amazing friendships with people like Rita and Victoria and Silky, who would just got on really well with and I would have really struggled to eliminate them. But I feel like I would have done a little bit. I would have sort of maybe uh, taken sort of 50% of their track record in the competition um, and then 50% of how they did in that challenge. And then uh, failing that 100% of I had alliances. <laughs> I would have just, I would have panicked and just, uh, would just taken it as it came. Well, I'm so sad that we won't get to see you on episode four, but I'm curious, what are you taking away from your time on Drag Race? Did you learn anything about yourself or learn anything from your fellow queens? Yeah, great question. You know, uh, on the show, uh, I think Canadians, uh, again, and New Zealanders are, are very similar in that we're quite, we try and be quite humble and, uh, and we try and, um, uh, go so far we, we don't want to sort of be seen with egos and things like that but it kind of drives us to the point that uh, we all might, uh, for me at least it drove me to the point I tried to be so humble and down to earth that I sort of started like sort of doubting myself because we were in a competition and it was to find out who the best superstar in the world was and I kind of was thinking that oh, I, I didn't really believe in myself and the um and the drag that I, I knew that what, what I did was good, but uh, on a world stage, I didn't know if it would compare. And, and even though the judges didn't really enjoy what I was offering, and I, I felt what, what I've taken from that competition is I've realized that that actually what I do, it, I really enjoy the drag that I do. And I feel like I'm a, a very good drag queen and a very good entertainer and that and that it's okay to vocalize that and, and that some people will disagree, but that's part of life and that in the end, I've got some amazing audiences and 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 fans, and uh, and and I'm going to sort of celebrate myself a little bit more. That's great. That's good to hear because your drag is wonderful, and all drag is valid, and it's great to see a lot of different styles of drag. Because, like you said, like the American queens and Canadians, definitely more like yas queen work, like very specific kind of thing. So it was refreshing to have you on the show, and. Thanks. uh you mentioned your fans and there's so much love for you, Anita. So I just want to know, is there anything you'd like to say to your fans? Yes. Um, for my fans, I just want to thank you so much for your support. And I'm sorry that on the show, I, I didn't do very well in a competition sense, but um, hopefully I'll get to come and visit you live one day and then you'll get the full Anita treatment. <laughs>
Can't wait for it. Hopefully you'll do some West Coast dates if you come back to Canada. It'd be lovely to see you. I I really hope I get to do a Canadian tour. I would love that. Well, Anita, it's been so lovely getting to talk to you. Thank you so much and all the best. Thank you so much. You too.